Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I am your wonderful co-host, who everyone tunes in to listen to, for Andy Rieger of Jay Rieger & Co. You are wonderful. And I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Matt Basinger, who, just for today, is going to co-host as well. We'll see how it plays out. Also wonderful? Uh, also wonderful. <laughs> that was um, a question mark at the end of that. I was a math major. Yep. Uh, we are in the Let It Fly Media Studios. Uh, my wonderful puppy, Pepper, is with us, as well as Jackie from Emprise Bank. And today, we've got a fun... Fun guest, someone who I've actually known for a while through uh, the working world, Mitch Case. Mitch is the currently, he has recently founded uh, More Than a Meal. And so we're going to talk about that element of his professional life. Mitch, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Mitch, so first of all, what's, what, what, what is More Than a Meal? Let's go there first. Yeah, simply put, More Than a Meal, we work with organizations to help them engage with their employees, with their clients through really simple meals during different life events. So think of a positive life event from having a newborn baby to moving into a home or negative life events from uh, you know being injured or uh, loss in, in their family. So we put together a really simple package that really goes out to the door of that individual, uh, personalize that with either videos or personal notes to really hit home on the, the fact of engaging with those individuals during those times can really go beyond the individual to the family and serve them well. So it's like a meal but more than that. It's more than a meal. <laughs> are you guys preparing the food or are you guys coordinating putting the package together? So we have a commercial kitchen down in Edgerton, Kansas, where we pre-chop, pre-dice all of the ingredients pre-measured. So we really want to make it simple and easy for that individual to just throw everything right into an instant pot, a slow cooker, really the idea of staying convenient for them. So yeah, everything is done down in Edgerton. So it's not cooking packaged. to go food more or less. No. It's we are preparing it so that you don't have to prepare it. You just have to do the final steps. Correct, correct, yep. There's a sense of empowerment that we've seen from people that are able to cook that meal. So oftentimes we just receive meals in those mm -hmm. moments and it's nice and it's helpful in that acute situation, but more of the long term, it's trying to, how can we help them move forward in that step of life? And I believe that uh, cooking those can really be empowering empowering for those individuals. So let's back up though. How did you get here? You know, like I see you on LinkedIn and you're oftentimes talking about kind of leaving corporate America, doing things that are more community centered. And so like, how did you arrive when? Well, I mean, how did you we probably drove. This? Come on, you know <laughs> that he rides a scooter. Oh, I've been on a couple birds, just a couple. Put a bird on it. Yeah. Sorry, Andy. Golly, someone's got to be how'd fun. You, how'd you get Answering here? your question. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, my background's engineering. I've always been good with systems and processes. So spent about eight and a half years in the engineering world doing sales and really found my entrepreneurial spirit in that. When my wife and I had our first son about four years ago, we experienced uh, some challenges with her pregnancy and the birth process, which really knocked her down and out through preeclampsia and a C-section. So when we receive meals up front, it's fantastic. And ironically, a good friend of mine, Ben Anderson, him and his wife brought over some really simple meals for us. I thought they'd bought them from somewhere, to be honest. And he said they just- We love Ben Anderson on the show, by the way. Shout out to Ben. Yeah, he's a good dude. They, uh, they sent some really simple ingredients and it was just like two or three months after we had had our baby. And going back to why it's empowering to cook those, I remember my wife, when I was coming home from work, she said she had prepared dinner and all this stuff. It was one of the first times she had done that. She's Felt like she had really helped out that day. So just from this idea of wanting to serve other people, feeling more fulfilled in the work that we are doing, uh, we said, you know what, we've got some additional income to go out and support people. We don't need to do this as a full-on business. It can be a hobby. And figured out a way to get 
a website set up to a meal on somebody's door with a personal note inside and just said, hey, you know, we're thinking about you going through these moments. And that's really how we got kind of started. And then it just evolved year after year into what it is today. And so when did you start this? Technically, it started like 2018. Okay. I left my corporate job in September of last year. During the beginning of the pandemic, we rebranded from what our previous company was with a different sales strategy from direct to consumer. My hat's off to you guys for the B2C side of things. I can't do it. It's incredibly difficult, but we really wanted to focus on the B2B side. So working mm -hmm. with those organizations to allow them to send them out to their employees and clients um, was our biggest step forward. And then, yeah, leaving leaving the corporate world a little over a year ago has been, I always, I, I seriously tell people this and jokingly tell people this, I've never been more happy, less stressed, making no money in my life. And it's just a passion that has really fired up to go out and create something on our own. Isn't that the funniest part of entrepreneurship where we see people all the time when we're in our corporate jobs that are entrepreneurs and we always look at them and we always think, man, that person just has it great. And then you actually get there and you're like, wow, making money is really hard. I'm making less money than I did in my corporate job. I'm working more hours. I carry more stress. I have more anxiety. And we all do it for the hope that someday it works out. Absolutely. It's always I, something for our listeners. I couldn't agree more. Just the, the idea of like finally getting to the point in my career where I was like, you know what? It's time to bet on myself mm. and go see what we can do to go and create something. So, so, so Mitch, your business model, the first thing that I think of when I think of your business model is I don't really think of, you know, the HelloFresh and those companies that just send you meals to your house on a weekly basis. Yep. I think of a florist almost where it's you go online, you just very simply decide what you want. You put it in your cart, you type your note where it's to be delivered to. You send it. Is that a really simple way to think about it? That is very ironic that you say that. So we've had people refer to us as the flowers of the meal kit industry. And then I have people always ask me, who's your competition? And they'll automatically think Blue Apron, HelloFresh. Honestly, my competition is gift cards and flowers. Hmm. That's it. So, so with that, it almost seems like that this type of a business that you're starting, you know, I, I, I go back a little bit to, um, you know, like the, the edible arrangement type thing and those seems very franchisable. Have you started putting sort of the, the puzzle pieces together to, to start working towards creating this as a franchise opportunity and you being the head of that organization? There's been some conversations about it, a couple different strategies on what we see as being able to scale and grow. And one of those could potentially be the franchising side of things. We've also found that just adding additional ghost kitchens where we can keep everything in-house and, and expand that way is a couple options. But I try not to get too far ahead because... You know, I think as any entrepreneur, like that idea comes through and I'm like, oh, we can totally do that. We can do this right now. Let's make it happen. And then I realize, oh, wait, we got to focus on these basics things first. So uh, I think we're a little bit a ways out before we're able to accomplish some of those things. But it's definitely in the top of my mind on how do we get to where we are actually nationwide and potentially have other owners come on board. So context-wise, right, you kind of walk through the process of what you guys do and how you do it. And you guys are at a, was it Gardner or Edgerton? Edgerton. I always just immediately they're put base. them together, right? <clears throat> they're pretty much the so same. So you're out of Edgerton. Let's just say that, um, you know, I have a good friend. He has a life event today. And I'm like, you know what? I'd really love to send him a meal. Yeah. Um, when I go to your website, is that, am I, am I, are my delivery options like, you can have this to him by, you know, it's currently 10, 15 a.m. Is it like, you can have this by lunch or you can have this today or next week. What's that look like? So one of the things that we've recognized as, as food itself, oftentimes when somebody goes to an event like that, they mm -hmm. are bombarded with people 
bringing food, bringing flowers, all these different things. So we really wanted to make sure that we are allowing this to be delivered on a time that works best for them. So when you go and buy a meal, we're not gonna just gonna turn around and send a meal out. You select how many meals you wanna send that individual. We get in contact with them through our automation to say, hey, Matt has sent you a meal, click here. If you get some of our business packages, it'll actually pop up with a video of you saying, you know, we're really thinking about you guys during this time. We wanna provide dinner for you guys tonight. Really try and hit that personalization. Mm-hmm. And then right there, they schedule what day they would like it being delivered. Yep. And we, we deliver on Tuesdays right now. We're expanding from there so that the following Tuesday they could potentially have food. We confirm their delivery address so you don't have to figure that out. Awesome. And then they select the type of meal that they want. And being Edgerton-based, what is your kind of radius of yeah. where you are serving folks at this time? Currently today, we're a one-hour radius of Edgerton. So we okay. basically hit the majority of the KC Metro in Lawrence, Kansas. Great Starting Lawrence, January. Kansas. <clears throat> Rock Chalk. M-I-Z. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this just took a, a drastic turn. Took a turn. I will tell you guys, uh, we have served a handful out in Lawrence, and there's some good people out there. Just a few. There's some good people, though. But yeah, we're getting actually ready to open up uh, Delivery Nationwide here at the beginning of 2022 with some new packaging and partnerships that we've been able to put together. So you're jumping straight from KC Metro to Nationwide, and that sounds like a very large jump. How are you going to accomplish that? Don't give away all the secret sauce, yeah. right? Well, the non-secret sauce is the new packaging that we're able to put together. Right now, people have to be present to receive it because we don't have the ice and the insulation. We'll have sure. all of that taken care of uh, moving forward in January 2022. Um, it's like around right the corner. Now it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's coming up. 45 days. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. 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 So next year, we're, we're seeing... For an art major, you get good math skills. <laughs> I don't know if it's 45 days or not, but it's coming up quick. And we're... Uh, Really excited about that. But yeah, so just making sure that we have the capacity within our kitchen to be able to handle anything that comes in through that. And one of the biggest kickbacks that we've had is when we're talking with HR directors about the employee benefits or engagement, oftentimes if a company is local here, they have to be able to provide the same benefit to to their employees Mm -hmm. outside. So we've had some situations where we weren't able to fulfill that and unfortunately couldn't move forward with that organization. So... I'll be knocking on their door January 1. Yep. So, so what is the, like, in, in terms of growing further, you know, how do you really, I mean, I guess it's a, it's a combination of employees and kitchen size in terms of how much you can actually pump out in a city. It, what's really your next investment in the growth of the company? Is it on the hard asset side? Is it on the hiring side? What are you kind of seeing as the next step to really continue pushing this forward? Well, as doing this on my own right now as a solopreneur, I want to get invested into some some hiring side of things to help from the sales perspective. But ultimately, as our numbers increase, when we start adding these reoccurring meals, um, the hard assets are going to start to come into play. So figuring out already having some certain relationships to where we know where our next move is, if and when we outgrow that kitchen that we're in right now. So figuring out trying to stay ahead of what's to come is probably one of the biggest challenges and excitement mm-hmm. that that is the things that we're doing. So right now, like how big is this kitchen? How many meals a month are you all averaging in 2021 20, as yeah. you're ramping up to go big? So ironically, the kitchen that we partnered with um, was a small catering business that during the pandemic, they went from like four to five events a week to nothing and they needed another revenue stream. Sure. So I reached out to them saying, hey, we need help on the, the prep side and all this. So we created a partnership and it's just a small commercial kitchen. There's mm-hmm basically one kitchen and a couple tables. 
and um, we're doing about 40 or 50 a month right sure. now. So, you know, our goal for March of 2022 is to be at 800 a month. Wow. So it's it's pretty aggressive goal, but with the addition of the employee um, benefits, we're, we're starting to see some of those things start to hopefully come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea of this like kitchen, you, I mean, you mentioned the word ghost kitchen, really feels like one of those where in expansion, you know, putting it into cities or whatever, it's almost like having that ghost kitchen model where you're on all of the Uber Eats and the uh, Postmates and all of those where you're just constantly pumping food out as a non-restaurant, but just a, a ghost kitchen. Yeah. But when you're not pumping the food out, you're also putting all these meal kits together. And so you're able to really fully utilize by having offerings available all the time. Yeah, so that's, I think, as far as what we're gonna be looking at is even partnering with different organizations on, hey, who are some organizations that have downtime from a catering perspective? Because mm -hmm. they're they're cooking the food. So they have a lot of people standing around watching for the most part. Mm -hmm. And if we can fill in the gaps of prepping our, our raw ingredients, you know, it's a win-win where we can cost share between employees, uh, cost share between the costs of a ghost kitchen, all types of different areas, so. So you quit your corporate job yeah. to start this thing and within two years, you're trying to make it more corporate, right? We're talking about HR and benefits and policies and procedures. <laughs> Having kind of gone through that uh, funnel now, and as you get to as you get to growing it in this capacity, like how do you want to do it differently than maybe some of the the more corporate environments that you really intentionally try to push back against? Yeah. Well, I see a lot of different organizations doing things really, really well. You know, not having gone through this <clears throat> process myself, I definitely want to kind of lean on some of those individuals to learn what they're doing that's doing that. For me, and I'm not going to get into too many of the specifics of it, it was really just creating a, an environment where, you know, people can be, feel that they're heard, um, feel that the work that they are doing is directly impacting. You know, one of the things that I always kind of talk about that is almost selfish is the fact that when I'm delivering these on a, on a Tuesday, I get to go see the reaction of the individual that mm. is so appreciative, some almost brought to tears. So badly, I just want to record the individual so I can send it back to the buyers and they say, this is what cool you glasses, created. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My, the Google glasses yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I really want people to be uh, aware of the impact that they are creating, whether mm. that's, you know, I know sometimes you're going through the books and you're doing finances and you just, you sit there and you number crunch the whole time. But one of the things I would love to implement is, you know, still hand delivering a couple of these meals here in Kansas City to say, because you sat here and crunched these numbers, go out and deliver this meal and look in their eye and see the impact that you are doing from what you are doing. I think that's the biggest thing that was missing from my previous career. Being able to just scale this once you start getting to that 800 a month and just popping up these, whether it's a ghost kitchen or you're allowing a caterer to work alongside you and just being able to put these in other cities. I mean, it's just, it seems as simple as just a, a very basic bank equipment loan. I mean, I, I know Emprise does them. And I mean, you, you don't even need equity partners to really scale this thing and grow and just being able to find that right partner that's willing to just give you the money and just you keep expanding and you prove the model out. So literally, it's just a function of do we have the business in this new location being able to do it? And you've got your model footprint for a kitchen with no guest facing elements and you're off to the races. 
it sounds that simple, I think. <laughs> we all know it's not. <laughs> this is what business is. We know. You solved uh, it. I might have to lean on some people that have gone through that experience. And absolutely. I mean, one of our biggest goals is to be able to get to that 800 mark. And from there, we'd be able to have what I believe is the right things in place to go out and, and say, this is what we've done. This is what we've created. Let's throw some gas on the fire. You should market to uh, corporations so that when something happens to one of their employees, it's what the corporation does because... Seems like a pretty easy shoe in. He's all over it. You can see it in his eyes. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm HR directors, small business owners, <laughs> and sales. Honestly, we have a lot of sales professionals that'll even utilize our meals for, you know, thanks for the referral or reaching out because sometimes they feel like they're stepping over the boundary by providing a meal to their door themselves. So we can be that kind of in between to help and serve them. Yeah. Well, hey, we could talk more, and I'm so excited. Like, I, I think we need to have you back next year because you're you're stepping into a huge transition here in the next, I think it's 42 days, but again, who am I to say? I can't math as well as Andy can. Um, <laughs> I want to move away from business for a minute. Uh, other than, you know, f maybe family life, so like wife and kids don't yeah. count. What's the coolest thing you've ever done? A couple years ago, before we had kids, uh, my wife and I and uh, two buddies traveled to Hong Kong, and we went on this five-mile hike up this- Pre-China dominant Hong Kong. Yes, yes. Pre-riots, pre-all that kind of stuff. Uh, we go up this two, 3,000-foot uh, mountain, and over the top of the mountain, we're looking down, and you can see this bay. It's called Big Wave Bay. Mm -hmm. So part of the hike was to go all the way up, and you come back down, you go through this little tiny town, you know, we pick up a couple Coronas, and then uh, we go out into this bay, and it is, when they call it Big Wave Bay, I mean, it was like 20-foot swells in this tiny thing. And we got people surfing all around us, and it's me and two of my best buddies. We're just out there jumping around, trying to survive, jumping into this water in these waves, but just like that, that accomplishment of like going up to this hill, looking down where we were going to go, and going down and hanging out with two buddies and my wife was... That was probably one of the cooler things I've M done. Mitch, I've never been disappointed in someone's answer. I thought it was going to be that you sold Jay Rieger & Co., their first cooling tower that got us started <laughs> to become the company that we are today. But that's okay. It's a good answer. That was a close second. <laughs> I True. said no business, Touché. you know? Um, Mitch, I'm so grateful that you were able to make make time for us on Red Friday, right? Yeah, Getting ready for yeah, a big yeah. game this weekend. And um, on behalf of Emprise Bank, Let It Fly Media Studios, Jay Rieger & Co., and Swell Spark, uh, we're excited to see your growth big year in 2022 and can't wait to have you back on the show. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mitch.